0: In your hand, lift them up high, repeat after me. Say, This is my Bible. Say, It's my word of God. And say, It's the living word of God. And say, It brings life to me. Say, I can do what it says I can do. Say, I can be who it says I can be. And say, I can have what it says I can have. And say, My life is better. I've done heard, spoken, and practiced. This word, this word of God, and they say, devil, devil you are too late, too because too we, late. Are we are believers. believers, amen, amen, this morning, I want to talk to you on how to experience God's covenant of promises, amen, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk about covenant, and covenant of promises, because this is so vital, because everything rests on this, amen, and I, when I look at the Bible now, I look at it through the lens of a covenant. We understand that in order for Jesus to come into this planet on this earth, God had to make a covenant with man, amen? And so doing so, what took place, everything that happens through the Bible is based on a covenant agreement. Every blessing, every healing, every, everything is based on the covenant. And as we continue to look at the word of God through a covenant, our faith gets stronger, our days get better. And watch this now, and everything the devil tries to do gets weaker. Amen? Amen? So covenant people, I've learned this, that covenant people are serious-minded people. When I say serious-minded, I am not talking about, you know, you don't laugh, you know, you don't chew gum, or, you know, you don't have fun, or you don't sit on the front porch. Now, covenant people, are, watch this, their mind is made up. They're not intimidated by things that come to them. That is contrary to their covenant. They're not intimidated by it. You know, I shared this with a few of my family members and other persons. You know, my wife and I we was packing up some of my library stuff from um, um, all the resources we have from all the years of teaching, and I was packing it up in one of our uh, vehicles. And soon, uh, as we closed the door, um, about thirty seconds later, uh, uh, we heard this crackling sound. I don't know what happened. Next thing I know, boom! Big old tree came down, oak tree came down, and hit the truck. And it was and it struck right there where we were standing. <laughs> With just 30 seconds, we just moving around, i going around to close out the other door, and, and this tree hit. And it damaged, you know, it just do what it does. You know, that's the tree and everything. I began to laugh. But see, that's my covenant protection. How many know God got more trucks? See, this is what I'm talking about. You become serious-minded. There are all the things that hinder you or try to hinder you, you don't even get serious about it because you know God got something else in store for you. And I know the angels moved us around and time enough up because that tree was coming down. Because when I, when I saw it, it was there. <laughs> Amen. So it would have been no move to, to do nothing, with no chance to do nothing. And it would have struck both of us in the head literally put have killed us. Amen. But God is faithful to his word. We have a covenant of protection. Amen. Even when you driving home and seeing like, hey, you know, why is all this traffic all backed up? You should have left early. God will protect you by covenant. So everything, we understand, everything that God does is by an agreement that he covenanted with Abraham that Jesus concluded on Calvary's cross. So every time you pray, pray in covenant. Every time you give an offering, by covenant. I know we say a lot of things, but when you give an offering, it is based on a covenant because it is an offering. Jesus was an offering, and that offering was based on a covenant. That's why your offering will come back to you 100 fold. See that's what we call serious minded. See, you think when well, you think about Comcast and Sprint and Verizon, you're not thinking covenant minded. You're, you're thinking yeah, that's hustle minded, right? Now He said, who's gonna get paid last? Oh. Amen. Oh. When you understand that you have the covenant of God, nothing, watch this now, nothing will intimidate you. Yeah. But you know God got His part. Amen. Yeah. And so when we when we when we focus on this, we begin to see that now wherever I go, I have a covenant keeping God who's able to perform all of his promises, which are yes and amen through about who? Christ Jesus. See, everything's going to be back on that covenant. And the reason why I'm, I'm throwing these other scriptures back to you so we'll be able to see, look at it differently, that, oh, it is based on the covenant. It is based on the grace. It's not based on how long I pray. It's based on, has I entered into this covenant, keeping with a covenant-keeping God. Amen. So let's go ahead here to the book of Psalms, chapter 34. The book of Psalms, I'm going to tell you, rest real good when you know you got a covenant. Amen. Rest real good when you know you got a covenant. Psalms thirty-four. So many great doors been opening. And and then when I'm look, when I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the people who stay united with this ministry, <coughs> giving the platform to whatever opportunity God gives me, it's enough for everybody to experience the same thing. Amen. And we get more opportunities and other um, things that's happening around the world. And the next thing I'm saying, I say, okay, well, how can I get Pastor Perm up there? How can I get Demetrius up there? How can I get up there? How I get them? I'm thinking, I'm not, see, when you understand how good God is to you, it ain't, it's, 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 it, your, <laughs> your mind gets too big for you to think about just yourself. When I say your mind gets too big, you expand beyond thinking about yourself. Amen. <laughs> So you have to worry about somebody looking better than you or somebody getting more, getting more applause than you like, like Saul did with David. You ain't got to worry about that because we're all in this thing together. Amen. Matter of fact, you get up there and more people stand, more people get saved. Why should when you do it when, instead of me? You no, know, I say, hey, I had something to do with that. <laughs> that God used me to help um, develop that minister and to believe in that minister to preach the gospel just like, you know, you teach your child how to do whatever, then they get up on the stage, they're applauding the child, they're applauding you, but you had something to do with it. Amen. See, jealousy, watch this, jealousy is the stupid mentality a person can possess because you can't see the benefit of you receiving glory out of the thing that happens. Amen. So I, I don't get jealous of my child when I help that child. I'm not going to get a bigger or better. It's because based on the fellowship of wisdom that was imparted to their life. So you had part to do with that. You had a covenant peace part to do with that. So when you don't, when you get jealous, you understand that you, you, when you get jealous, understand this is that you're not thinking covenant minded because everybody in this ministry is supposed to be better than me. Now You can't let me be better looking at me, but, you know, I don't think you <laughs> might be better than <laughs> I can't lie in church, can I? (laughs) 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 Amen. (laughs) Psalms 34. Amen. You know, I got to be funny sometimes. (laughs) Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. My mouth, my soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof, and they're going to be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked upon him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried or decreed, declare, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Now, you understand something. When the Bible talks about when a person prays, God answers, most of the time he's talking about uh, the righteous. Okay, that's the person coveted. Or a person who cried, that's the person who decreeing coveted. Amen. And they always say that God hears, or He watches, or He gives attention, or He's ready to respond. Because know why? He's obligated. He's obligated. So every time you pray, you don't want to pray with tears of sorrow. You want to decree. You want to declare. Because watch, that's when God is ob- God's not obligated because your situation is so pitiful. If that was the case, nobody would have a pitiful situation. Amen. So in verse seven, to move on, he says, "The angel of the Lord encamped." round about them that fear him and deliver them. But I want to look at, step back a little bit at verse 6. He said, and God heard him and saved him out of just a few of his troubles. I'm going to pronounce to you today, when you walk in this covenant with God, all your troubles you'll be delivered from. It's not like your son's doing good, your daughter's not, your daughter's good, good, your son's not, they all going to be doing good. Because this is the covenant. We're not going to have this life that some things are going well and other things are going like, hell. we're not going to have that type of life. We're going to have the type of life that we come out of all these troubles. So don't get used to living in troubles. Get used to getting out of all troubles, amen. Some people say, well, you need some trouble. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have them. He said, but be a good cheer. Yeah. He said, because I have overcame them all. Amen. amen. So every time trouble introduce or comes to your house, know that it cannot stay. Some people said, you know, they, they embrace trouble, that this is a part of their family, and they pass it on down. Like one of these things, you know, let's look at this for a moment, just to get off you know, on, a, on, a, on another street. Most families here today were, did not, were not born with an inheritance. You started from scratch. You might got a car or, you know, an acre and a mule or something like that, but you, you didn't receive, you know, a, a quarter of a million dollars. You didn't receive money in the bank. You didn't receive gold and homes and all. You didn't receive that. You got to understand, we got to stop that. So when you go on to be with the Lord, your children or your children's children, they already sat. That's a covenant that God can keep and we keep it in our minds. And once we get in our minds, it's going to navigate us to practice principles that make covenant activities come on the scene. Right, you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because it doesn't feel good to be born with nothing. A child is born; they don't have absolutely nothing but your last name, or an old a card that you could have that one day. They say, I don't want that thing, that thing sitting up there. Look, that thing needs to be saved itself. What are you talking about? No, they want they want something that, that they can stand on for a while. They want some money in the bank when, when Mama and Papa are gone. Amen. They want they want some land. They want some jewelry. They come on now. They want some gold. They want some, they want a good reputation. Amen. And this is important. This is a covenant that God will keep with us. He said, watch this now. He said, even to your children's children. But if you're not covenant-minded, then God is not obligated. You follow me? To make sure those wealth, those riches pass it on down through into them. Amen? Okay. Now, he says here in verse 9, he said, "Oh, fear the Lord, you saints, for there is no want, there is no lacking of for none of them who fear Him, who, who are in a daily awe of His power. He said, "Young lions do lack and suffer hunger." He said, "But they," somebody said, "It's me." Oh. The day that seek God, watch it now, that search out His word, His covenant of agreement based on authority of His word, will not lack anything that's good or beneficial. So watch this now. When you go home today, after you heard this word today, and you spend no extra time. Seeking out garbage, because you got to watch your programs. you got to watch your, your games and all that. God is now obligated, watch this now, to what you don't know. Amen. He's now, he said, those that seek me. He said, if you seek me, you're going to find me, because you know what I'm based on. Are, are you understand what I'm saying? On disagreement, and you'll understand exactly who I am. That's why we praise and worship God. It's because all he's done for us through this covenant. It's not because the music sounds so good or the praise team, you know, they harmonize. It's because God is so good to us. This thing has already been said. Now, when you come to church, you have a smile on your face because everything's all been taken care of. Amen, somebody. Look at this now. So we seek him. We have to seek him based on the covenant and authority of his word. Because God and his word, they are one. They're uno. And when you understand, watch this now, That God's covenant and His goodness towards God said, You found me. Because a lot of people talk about God, but God said they don't know me because they ain't found me yet. (laughs) Religion talks about God, but religion hasn't found Him yet. Mm -hmm. God, that's good teaching right there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just because you come to church for a thousand years don't mean that you found Him yet. God said, When you seek Me, that's when you're going to find me. When you seek out my word, understand that I'm a covenant keeping God, and this is my pleasure. This is what I want to do for your life. He said, Then you found me. He said, I'm not the God who want to do you bad and, and, and bring down hell fire. Even when the disciples, when Jesus set his face towards one city and the disciples went another way, because they felt there was a good opportunity because they had a little board meeting and stuff like that. They went the opposite direction. And Jesus had his face towards Jerusalem. They went towards Samaria or whatever they went. And they didn't receive Jesus. And, they, got, and they, was, they was mad when they got back and said, Lord, they don't want to receive you. First of all, Jesus, I won't even point that way. At first of all, that's not what he said. But the Bible concludes that, right? Yeah. Then he said, shall we rain down fire from heaven like Isaiah did, Elijah did? He said, no. He said, what do what you want to do that for? See what religion does? See, that's, that's a part of religion. Religion always wants to destroy something. Religion always wants to divide something. Religion always wants to, con- you know, how can I say, separate people and destroy people and, and, and punish people. He said, no, no. He said, you don't know what spirit you are. And what he said. We said, you don't know what spirit you are. He said, because I was facing another direction. And watch that religion has not found God yet. God is a merciful God. I don't care if you do get mad at somebody, you better go ahead and love them so you stay in harmony with your covenant. Matter of fact, you can't see the next level of your covenant until you love people. And so the more they get on your nerves, that's an opportunity for your mind to go to the next level of covenant. Tell, tell your name. Say I, know, say, I know I'm in the right place. Because you got some people getting on your nerves. Probably about two, just about two. <laughs> I got about 200 of them. Amen. I had a dream last night of fighting all these things. I said, Lord, what? now what's going on? He said, but you always win, don't you? I woke up this morning, I said, I'm a son of thunder. I ain't talking about Thor now, but I'm a son of thunder. But I put a little thought in there. I like though. I'm a son of thunder. Because all the time when I'm in a dream, when I'm fighting demons, I tell them I'm a man of God, and I execute God's authority. And it's so fun. It's like a video game. <laughs> I, they be coming like her. I be, I be busting them loose. They don't know what's happening, boy. But God is showing me that he's always there with me. When you take an assignment on for God, the devil got an assignment for you too, but no weapon form against you shall prosper. And every tongue that's watching that, 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 that rise against you in judgment, he said, you shall condemn. Because yeah. yeah. watch this now, the weapons can't be formed, not unless a tongue is talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, you have the right to condemn. He said, this is your heritage. Yeah. <laughs> he said, this is part of your covenant. Yeah. And, he, and God said, and I said so, said the Lord. Because he take part of that. See how everything changed? He said you take it from quoting to the point that this is protection. This is protection. Look at this. Thing. Oh, we do only got one chapter. Here, man. So those that seek God, his covenant, they're not going to lack anything that's good or beneficial. See, I should never lack anything that's good or beneficial. Now, let's go over here to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 26. 2 Chronicles and chapter 26. And we're going to rest our attention on verse 5. 2 Chronicles, of chapter 26, and verse 5. Oh, that's a verse. That's okay. got to do what you got to do. Amen. He said, and verse 4, he said, and Uzziah did that which was right in the spirit sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding and the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him the prosper. Yeah. Remember, when you seek God, you're going to find. Him. Yeah. But when you seek him, it's based on the authority of his word that he coveted with us. So what Uzziah actually did, that he kept on seeking God based on authority of his word. Amen. He wasn't just going to revivals to revivals. He was seeing what God's agreement was that he cut with man, that he cut with Abraham. And long as he sought him, watch this now, he entered into covenant. And as long as he entered into covenant, watch it, God made, caused him to prosper. And guess what? He was 16. Sixteen. Sixteen. But then when his heart began to swell up because of all the riches, he stopped seeking God because he thought he had enough to do it on his own. Because then the paycheck was, was was bouncing. Not bouncing, but, you know, it was strong. The bank accounts were stronger. You know, it had more cars. They was all paid off. Had more, you know, Properties had a good reputation, and to the point he said, well, you know, I got to go and go. I don't need to keep seeking this. I don't need to keep seeking. I got this. I got, I got my raise and everything. I, don't need to keep, I got money. I got, you know, I got a, a little bit of money, got some gold, got some silver, and got a, a half a million dollars in the bank. I'm, I don't know. I, I, can, I, can, I got it now, God. And as soon as he took it himself, stepped out of covenant, he began to lose. All right. yeah. Amen. He began to lose. And this is so important. When, when you pray to God for that job, Based on authority of his word, you guided. God said, now, don't, don't forget me now. Don't forget me because you asked me. You came to the altar. And I told my servant to speak these words of your life and to say amen. And you got the job. You came back with a testimony. So, therefore, God said, listen, I can take you to the next level. but Don't forget me. Amen. And some of us today, we're doing so well. And God said, don't forget me because you forget me. Well, said, the things that were given going to forget you. Then you started having plumbing issues in the house. Then you started having roof issues in the house. Then you buy, all your protection is gone. Now your home protection is gone. Now all these things are beginning to happen, etc. Et what is going on? Because you forgot God. Don't forget him. God yeah. said, don't forget me. Because when you come in covenant to God, you shall prosper. The Bible says this in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. He says, let, let's take a look at that right quick. Deuteronomy chapter 8. a matter of fact, the book of Job declares that, that he, the house, the man was leaning against the house, and the house said, get off me. <laughs> we we, we, uh, we um, translate that. The house said, get off me. And then the plant said, um, step away from him. the property. said, step away from me. He said, Cause, um, he said uh, when you rejected God, everything that God gave you rejects you because it came from God. Covenant repossession. Amen. I oh, don't got quiet over here now. <laughs> ain't, nobody say, ain't nobody say amen. Good Lord. Amen. It's going it's to be all right. It's going to be all right. That's the first time in history I ain't getting amen from nobody. <laughs> Pastor, just help us out. I say amen. Just help us out. I say amen later. Just help us out. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Amen. Yeah, that prophet said, I know you now. not. Ain't that something? Property said, the property, listen, the stuff that you get, know who gave it to you. The stuff that you get, know who gave it to you. And the property said, the property said, don't lean on me. Look look it up in Job. I can't remember the scripture right now, but it's in Job when he said the property told him to get off him. You can't lean on me. Ain't that something? Because God gave me to you. I'm paraphrasing. And when they turned all the way, he said, You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, well, he said, You don't lost your right to be here right now. Ain't that something? This thing is so valuable when you receive something from God. You got to understand, God gave it to me. He gave it to me. If He gave it to me, how much more, what else do He want to give me? He want to give me more. But see, we got to understand, watch this now, we got to understand the covenant. If you don't do this part, watch the other part, you got to understand, you're going to deal with the, you know, the repercussions of that covenant. Amen. Amen. And we, we even talked about Wednesday. We had a powerful service. I got to get this message from Wednesday. So we talk about, I'm going to get to Deuteronomy, man. Give me a chance. Watch this. We talked <laughs> we talk about Wednesday. The reason why this nation is blessed is because our pledge of allegiance to the flag. Amen. Amen. Y'all remember? I, I pledge allegiance to the flag. States of America, and to the, to the Republic. Republic for which came, uh-huh. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. For all. Under God. Yeah. Under God. And the Bible says, blessed is the nation who God is king and lord over. Yeah. And see, even though this nation did some crazy things, watch this now, God is still obligated to bring that nation back to a place. He will raise up somebody to make it happen. It may not be somebody you like. A lot of people don't like Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is doing a lot of good things also. He just need to take his Twitter account away. That's all he need to do with that. That's when they take Twitter account away. But the Bible says he'll take a crooked stick and make a crooked pass straight. See, now, see you think our president... Or oh, our leaders got to be perfect. God said, you got to be perfect with what I want to do. Uh-uh. He said, just look at what I'm doing. So all of you who's bashing your president, please stop it. You slow down. The pr- I know he ain't perfect, but just slow down a little bit. Just talk to God about him. Yeah. Amen. I mean, because he's going to need our help. Yeah. Amen. And, and the more we talk about it, but the more we terrorize our nation. Yeah. And if you got the answer, then you run for office you already running for the offer you have now because you're late for work. <laughs> what I'm talking about, you go ahead and change some things. You make some things happen. The smartest people are the people who are not smart at all. <laughs> Look at this now. All right, Deuteronomy 8. We're going finally get here. Verse 12. <laughs> okay, He says, well, let's look at verse um a little mm-hmm. eleven. Uh, no, no, no. Man, this this thing is loaded. Let's look at verse nine. He said, A land when thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, and it won't bowl on you, thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones and irons, and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass, when thou hast eaten and are full, then thou shalt bless the Lord that God, for the good land he has given thee. Beware that thou that, that God, that thou forget not the Lord that God. And not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes where I command you this day. Lest when thou eat and are full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein. And when thou herds and thy flocks multiply and when thy silver and gold is multiplied and when all that thou have is multiplied, then thy heart be lifted up. He said, don't let your heart be lifted up. But notice something. He didn't say if you multiply. He says when you multiply. See, the day that you enter into covenant with God, blessings begin. So all it is is about a matter of time. Amen. Oh, God, if you will, God said, no, it's coming. It's going to get there. You're winning. It's coming. It's coming. It's not an if. It's a win. It's not if you're going to get out of there. It's when you get out. You follow me? See, if means it's conditional. No, when means it's possible. It's going to happen. Amen. So God is saying, he guarantees this thing that once you get into covenant with him, everything is a matter of when. It's about to happen. Uh, You you have to grasp this. Because one day you're going to turn around and look. You say, I got more than I had before. How that? Because it it began when you entered the covenant. And a lot of you today, you're looking much better the day that I met you. (laughs) I I ain't joking. That's even worse, ain't it? (laughs) That's a good thing. You look better, yeah, and you look younger. You look real good. You some of you still got your little shapes. You got your little hips and everything. Or you got a little help to make it look like it's supposed to be like that. But watch this now. But you look good. Yeah, you do. You look good. Take this out. Look good. Sound fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Look at look at look at my pastor. Come on, come on, stand over here for a second. Come over here, right quick. Come over here. Step over here. Come over, Come on, step over here. Come on, step over here. Come on, come. <laughs> look at him. <'em. laughs> I, I ain't good never God. seen this burgundy jag before. I ain't seen see, I ain't seen it before. I ain't seen when they come into my office, I be checking them out, make sure they ain't looking better than I am. <laughs> I ain't never seen this burgundy tie. I ain't never seen this burgundy. is because you just got married, that's what it that's what it is. Just what it is. Look, look good. Look at them. Look at him. Stripes in there. Looking good. See, when you come to increase, stuff begins to increase on your life. Amen. Amen. Come on, I just want to show you a little something. I just want to show you a little something. Now, bro, Chris, you way in the back. You take much time to get down. You should have sat up front. I would have brought you up here. You can be, you can be sitting now. You can see, be seated now. <laughs> but watch what I'm saying. Your days will get better. Yes, it is. And God's going to do even greater. So, it, see, the, the thing that you believe in God for is like, if will it ever happen? Now, when it's going to happen? You follow me? So watch this now. And the more you enter to this covenant minded wise with your mentality, the wind gets there quicker. You follow me? It gets there quicker. So when they say it's going to take you seven years before you get there, God said, no, get in the covenant, and you see one year because you get there quicker. Once you get your mind into the game or into God's culture, you get there quicker. Once you understand that this situation, this sickness that I'm dealing with is not powerful enough to take away my praise unto God, you get there quicker. So you're not going to sit there and let the pain in your body determine whether you're going to lift your hands or give God glory. Sometimes you got to praise him while you're in pain. Come, come on. You ain't here. Huh? All right, can, can, can I get a witness in the house? Sometimes you got to glorify him and say he's faithful when you don't see no way out. And when your flesh is trying to get you to doubt and look at every instrument and every witness and tell you to get out of the game, you say, no, nah, but I'm still going to yet praise him. Amen. And while you're doing that, the angels are in their BMWs, with loaded with goodness, and they'll put their foot on the accelerator to get things to you quicker. Because the more you praise them, you accelerate the win. Are oh, you understanding what I'm saying? Oh, this is just too much trouble. Man, this is too gonna pass, man. Get out of it. Amen. He didn't say you'll go, you go in the battle of death. He said you go through it. Amen. He didn't say have your mail delivered there. He said you're just gonna pass through it. Amen. That's why in this church, ain't nobody to be sick. In this church, you get sick, it's gonna pass right on by you. Right. You can go to tell your sneeze, your cough, your itchy throat, get on out here because you ain't you ain't going back home with me today. Yeah. You got a covenant with God that you were healed. this now. Jeremiah chapter 29, 11 says this. God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Yes. Thoughts are good, not are evil. Yes. To do you good, so you have what? An expected end. Amen. Now watch it now. He said, these are my thoughts towards you. Yes. And these are covenant thoughts. God said, I know my thoughts. He said, but you need to know my thoughts. And then in the book of Isaiah, he says that my thoughts are greater than your thoughts. But notice something, but he wants you to know your thoughts because he was talking to the wicked. Yeah. He said, you won't know my thoughts and my ways, but he was talking to the wicked. And God wants you and I to know his thoughts and know his ways. Yeah, right. Amen. You want to know how he thinks about us think towards us. Amen. How he feels about us and his plan to give us an expected end. Amen. I don't care if you're on the craziest job. You got multiple, you got legions of demons on your job. You give them and you praise God because they can't do nothing again. Don't ask God to get you out of it. God, show me how to take over. Amen, somebody. Show me how to take over up in this camp. Lord, let me be a beacon. Let me be a light up in this place. Amen. Because the more you complain about it, the longer you're going to stay there. All right, let's move on. So God is covenant-minded. God always have us on his mind. He's covenant-minded. Somebody say he's covenant-minded. Watch this, look at Isaiah chapter 45, watch this. There. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah 45. And we're going to look at verse 11. It said, Thus said the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker, Ask of me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the works of my hands. He said, command ye me. Now, he says, "Acts of these things concerning the works of my hands. Everything that he's created for us, things visible and invisible. Then he goes and he says, he says that, and, and ask of the, of the works of my, of my hands. Then he said what? He said, for the works of my hands, he said, command ye me. Is that something? He said, command me. Now, like God ain't talking about, you know, you're just going to boss him around. Because when, when God says something, He's talking about to constitute by my letters or words that are by law. You see that? To constitute uh, by, to Him by letters of His words that are established by law. When He said, command me. He's not talking about, okay, you know, um, you're my boss or you're my superior. He said, when God said, command, in other words, God said, you could command my hands because my hands are t- tied to what I said I would do for you. Amen. My works are tied to what I said I would do for you. And what he's trying to do, he's trying to get our minds to enter over to covenant. Because look, watch it now. When Moses stood up, not stood up against God because nobody could do that. When Moses stood with God, he says this, God, you can't do it. When God wanted to destroy the church, he said, but you can't do it because you already said what you was going to do. You follow me? He said, you can't do it. And so when people say, you know, well, God going to kill you because you've been bad. No, he can't do that because he loved me. Yeah. See, there are things that, and, and when and things happen, and when it look like nothing good is going to happen, and you, you think you're hearing that God he's not going to give it to you because you've been a bad, bad boy or bad, bad girl. No, 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 no. God, you, you, you can't withdraw your hand from me because your goodness is going to teach me how to behave. Come on, talk to me now. See, there's things that God, he cannot do. You got to understand this, he, he, he cannot lie. You got to understand this, that when God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. All depends on whether you're going to believe he's going to do it or not. All right, yeah. You have to be in, the, in agreement with him. Yeah. Amen. You have to be in agreement with him. That's why he said, how can two walk together except they agree? And God said, listen, I want you to stick with me concerning my word. He said, oh, when he sent the disciples over to the, the other side, he said, listen, all that storm ain't got nothing to do with what I told you. Not a thing to do with it. And did they get to the other side? Yes, they did. Because the storm cannot stop God. Notice something. Every time I believe in God for something greater financial, trying to do something, I know I don't want. Something try to hit my finances. And know what I do? I open my mouth. I say, devil, I'm in covenant with God. I say, canker worm, you can't touch it. Mm-mm. Even look like I'm had to kick out some more money? No, you gotta understand, canker go world, you've been rebuked. <laughs> Devour, you've been rebuked. See, that's called covenant minded. And as you're doing that, then God said, "Now what happened? Your mentality expands itself to receive a greater blessing." Yeah. Amen. Because when you're in covenant with God, then God said, now, "I got a little bit more room from you where I can put more blessings on your life." Right. But you keep looking at that curse, what is called your paycheck. Know why I call it a curse? Because it has limits on it. Yeah. You, can't, you can't do your dreams with it. It takes you 70 years to get to Disneyland just to get on the boat. That little check you get. Yeah. And your mind all wrapped around that check. That check all wrapped around your mind. And you trying to believe God for something. God said, first get, untangle your mind from that check first. He yeah. yeah. said, that, see, that, see, that's called living from paycheck to paycheck. Even though you may have surplus in the bank. Listen to me. You can have surplus in the bank, but if you're still looking at when you get paid to do something, it's called living from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. That don't mean that, you, you know, you want paycheck away from being homeless. Mm. It just means that you're living from by the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And God said, listen, don't live by the paycheck. Amen. Amen. I caught you there. <laughs> See what you're going to say. <laughs> but can I get a witness? Have we been living from, by paychecks? And God never said we'll live by paycheck. He said, but man should live by every word, a covenant. By every word, a covenant. That's like, he said, that's how you're going to live, by what I said for you. Not by bread alone, but by every word that I spoke, by my covenant words, but that's what's going to keep you. Okay, look at this now. Okay, watch this now. Uh, Jesus, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus talked about the kingdom of God, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God's way of doing things. He said, and all these things should be added unto you. But notice something. It, it's amazing that he takes us to another level for receiving provisions in life. And the only way to get to that other level is that you got to search him out. <laughs> you got to seek him. you got to get your mind to enter to his culture. It's more than being uh, a volunteer in the church. I gotta get my mind where my righteousness is in Him. If I get my mind where my righteousness is in Him, I get my mind into covenant with Him. He will add things to my life. Whether you're a single parent, whether you're on a pension plan, whatever, God said I'm gonna add some things to your life. What? But the things He add to your life is not coming from this life from down here. It's not coming from this life down here. That's why he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He said, Set your affection on things above. Oh, yeah. he, see, he's trying to get our minds off the ground. I don't care what anybody says. You cannot drive to Africa. You got to get off the ground, man. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it don't feel good when you're taxing it, when you're taking off. Because it, it scares you when you take it off. And you gotta hold on to everything. That's instructions when you take it off. You gotta put on your seatbelt, put your tray up, put your seat up. You just can't take off in the way you want to take off. God said, I gotta get you off the ground. And once you get off the ground, you're gonna experience some things that somewhat like on the ground, but they're not on the ground. It's called turbulence. And the only thing turbulence is, is they're only potholes in the air. That's all it is. So when you go on, when you ride down Chamberlain Avenue, you don't get afraid when you hit a bump. And God said, when I'm taking you high in life, he said, don't be afraid when you feel some turbulence. Because right. there's some spiritual potholes on your way up to that altitude. Yeah. But notice something, once you get up to the highest altitude, it's like. Yeah. It, look, it don't even feel like you're moving. And when you look at the diagram and say, we're flying. At three hundred and seventy-five miles an hour, and you look at the clouds, and the clouds are do- come on, can you get away? And the clouds are doing like this. If I'm flying that fast, why the clouds look like they ain't moving? Because you're in a place watching down where things are already. <laughs> it's already, and you're moving fast, but don't look like you're moving. Look like you're just standing there. Feel like the plane ain't moving. Look like it's ain't going nowhere. But you, once you get that altitude, you're up there. Everything's already right there. But you got to get off the ground. Yeah. You got to go through some. Yeah. You got to go through some attacks. and You got to get used to high levels. And you got to get used to thinking on this. You got to understand sometimes your ears going to pop. Come on. You got to understand. Sometimes you got you to understand, watch it now. There's another level that God has in store for me. Yeah. And Washington, Well, when you get on a plane, you can't, you can't change your mind once they start attacking. <laughs> no, I left something back. No, <laughs> yeah, you, you did. You exactly exactly right. You didn't leave it. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Come on, talk to me now. And how many times we don't did a spiritual U-turn on God? God said you heal, you still got pain in your body, you do a spiritual U-turn. God said, that's just a pile." He said, he, he said don't worry about that. Just, you know, don't turn around on me. Because if you turn around, your heart is going to melt, and then you submit your mind to everything that a doctor said, and that doctor taking medicine. to. Why, why can't that physician heal himself? Let me Let's get this going. On. Okay. All right. Let, let's look at um, Isaiah chapter forty-three. We all right, y'all? We good? Okay. Ah uh, yeah. Well, I tell you, I've been eating this thing up like, boy, boy, like hot dogs with with Heinz ketchup on it. I ain't talking about this ketchup. I'm talking about Heinz ketchup. Heinz ketchup will fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to a restaurant, you ask for ketchup, they give you two packs of ketchup. I said, Come on, man. I am an African American. I'm a Negro. We like ketchup. <laughs> you don't get no black person two packs of ketchup. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> 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 Why I say, what I say, go? I say, <laughs> I say 43 or verse 26. God says now, he said, put me in remembrance. Then he said, let us plead together. <clears throat> then he says, declare thou that thou mayest be what? Justified. He said, put me in remembrance. In other words, let's make something known. When you pray to God, watch this now, you got you to put him in remembrance. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, make it known unto God. What are you talking about? Oh, this is good right here. We say make it known unto God not just about your situation, make it known to Him that you know what He's going to do about your situation according to covenant. God Almighty, that's awesome. He says that put me in remembrance, let us plead together, let us covenant together. Declare thou that thou mayest be what? Justified. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. And this is so powerful because he's talking about now you got to open up your mouth. you got to say something. You're going to talk anyhow. Amen. I watched some of y'all on Facebook. You're saying something really wonderful things on Facebook. You ain't saying all the wonderful things you should be saying. Amen. Amen. There's some better things that we could be saying. Amen. Put some faith out there. Tell them what you're going to expect. Declare thou. And God said, listen, and that's something. He said, I give you the authority to declare. He said, what you going to say about the symptoms in your body? Are you going to declare that you are healed? Or you going to keep everybody, asking everybody to pray for you? Are you going to declare? What you going to say about the situation at home? Are you going to declare? But what are you declaring? you declare based on the company, watching that you made known unto God. You tell the devil you can't do it. Why? Because I declare what God is going to do for me. He says this, what he said in Job, he says, he that declared a thing shall be what? Established. Then he said, and then a the light is going to shine upon his ways. Then he's going to understand and see how it works. And also the word light there also means washes down um, a favor, assistance of favor. So when you declare something, even though you don't have the power and the ability, God said, don't worry about all I need to, you to do is to know what to declare and declare it. And once you know what to declare and declare, he said, then a the light is going to come on. You'll get some understanding. You can see your path a little clearer. He said, I got favor there to assist you. Amen. You don't have to be there to say, say you're going there. Amen. You, gotta, you, gotta, in, you may never experienced it before, but in the Bible, you have the right to decree it. You yeah. have the right to declare it, even though you may be the cause for the problem. Yeah. But in God's company, watch he has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. He is cleansed us from all the righteousness. So we still can't declare. Amen. And as we are declaring child of God, watch this now, there'll be things that we used to do that we won't have no desire or issue to do them things no longer. Amen. Ever since I began, I've been seeing devils run like crazy. Just running. They're going to covenant man. In other words, they're going man, walking with God. Walking with God, I, I'm not going to walk alone. Because Jesus said this. He said, He says this. watching, He said, I will never leave you, nor I forsake you. He said, I'm, I'm in covenant with. You. I ain't going to. He said, Even in your dumbest days, he said, I'm still there with you, and I can help you by the power of my Spirit. He said, that's oh, why I gave you the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, He's going to tell you, put you, remind you of what I said, and He's going to give you revelation. On this, oh, Let's listen. This. Look. Watch. Look. No, look. Look. Go to go to C- Cor- Cor- uh, Corinthians. Amen. <laughs> Man, somebody gonna have to vote, um, raise up a hand and say, pass this time to stop. If nobody's telling me to stop, I'm gonna keep on going. <laughs> I got, a, just got got a lot of a on this side. I ain't getting too much on the other side yet. <laughs> I just messed with you, a Oh, this is too good, man. God be showing me. I
1: said, God. I said, God. This is. I
0: said, Lord. I'm it just take all my breath away. Sometimes I like it. it's just amazing. Well, let's let's move. On. I want to use some time. Second Corinthians, right? All right, uh, whew. I'm bouncing around now. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter two. That was a test <laughs> for my little mess. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, so that's why I had to, I, had to hit this. I had to bounce where what the ball is. Amen. He says this in verse 8, he's 9. He said, But it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither had entered to the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them to love him. He said, But God, somebody said, But God, yeah. but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit such as all things, yet yeah, the deep things of God. Now, watch this now. He said, But the things I, I got for you that I love you. Want to love you up? He said it haven't entered to your ear or your eye or in your heart. Somebody said, Ear. First of all, he said, What he said, what was the first one he said? I have not seen. You see that? He said, Nobody haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. The ear haven't heard it, and haven't entered to the heart. He said, But then he talked about God and his Holy Spirit. And but then he said, The Holy Spirit reveals those things to us. What he reveals? What I haven't seen what our ears haven't heard, and what I, what haven't entered our hearts. Now, y'all ready for this now? Now, how is he going to reveal it to us? When our eyes see it again, when our ears hear it again, they hear, hear it interpreted in our hearts. That's why the Holy Spirit told me to tell you, listen to those messages on YouTube at least seven times, because the more that you see it, the more that you hear it, he's going to show you the things. He's going to he reveal those things unto you. But the things that a normal eye, natural eye can't see, a natural ear can't hear. Nor can the heart conceive, Amen. And that's the Holy Spirit's job to interpret God's goodness in your life, that's right. to interpret the covenant, to turn on the light so you can see it, so you can understand it, Amen. That's His job. His job, is not so before we just get goosebumps and run around the church. Oh, that's all fine and praise and worship. But His sole main job is to interpret God's goodness to us, Amen. Watch this now. Let, now, let's, let's go back just a little bit. Let's go over here to, I'm just floating there. I'm not even, I'm looking at my paper, but I'm not even looking at my notes. I can't see anything. I just hear where I'm supposed to go, and I can't see it on the paper. So let's go to Psalm 119. Good Lord. Boy, he got me today. Boy. Good Lord. Jesus. Let's look at one. Let's look at this. That's okay, your time coming. Laugh at me now, your time coming. <laughs> Psalm 115, okay? And we're going to look here at verse 12. He said, The Lord has been mindful of us. Amen. Psalm 115, verse 12. So let's look at it correctly His mind is full of us. God's mind is full of us. The Lord has been mindful of us. Watch this now. He will bless the house of Israel, the house of increase. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fill the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you what? You and who else? In other words, when he said more and more, he said, when you understand this, then I'm mindful of you, there will be no interruptions in your increase. So watch this now, listen to me very carefully. You got to understand this. God is always mindful of us, and every time we hear anything about covenant, anything God says is solely based upon increase. But after God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob enter in covenant with God, they begin to increase in cattle and flock and silver and gold. Amen. So all this has to do with increase, and we are increased. So we're supposed to be in covenant to increase. And God is obligated to increase us, watch, more and more without interruptions, even though some things try to interfere, but it can't interrupt. Amen. More and more, we and our children. Amen. And as we embrace this, the devil got to stand on the outside and watch us. Got to stand on the outside and watch us. Because we have this covenant of increase and this covenant of protection. And we will always be on top. No matter who try to take us down to the bottom, try to destroy us, we will always be on top. And there's things that God had to do for Abraham's sake. God, when He came to Isaac, He said, "I'm gonna bless you, because of your father Abraham." He's gonna bless you for Abraham's sake, because of the covenant. Everything that God did through those men down to us was based on covenant, an agreement. Yeah. Amen. Based on agreement. And we have to embrace this to the point that, hey, my life is set. My body is healed. My mind is made up. My heart has been regulated. Come on, my youth is coming back to me. Come on, talk to me now. My, your children are coming back to you. Amen. And they might not take the path that you want them to take. Watch it, but don't get upset. Stop trying to d- design the roads for them to travel on. Too many parents, you're too controlling. Y'all won't hear that. But we've been too controlling. Yeah, yeah. And the more we try to control, the more we mess up the, the, the journey. Yeah. And the reason why we're so in control is because of the fear. Yeah. And you got to know how to rest. Oh, yeah. that, know that you have a God who has a, who has a covenant with you that's given an angel to assign your children, your loved ones, to protect them from all stupidity, <laughs> that no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh them, and they get out of that trouble, and one day they'll be doing the thing. That God called them to do. You just got to take your covenant places that the seed of the righteous is blessed. You remember your days down at the Elks Lounge. All those quarters in your pocket. Down, meet your friends down at Glen's. And you got to get there before your friends get there because you won't have no room. Because we're so small. All these different places we used to go to. All the things used to happen. God said, look, I'll protect you. I can protect them. He said, then I'll bring you through. He said, I'll bring them through. No, but I want my children, I, I, I want them to just only go to college and, you know, and, and all this. I don't want to see no trouble. I want to have no problems. Done. God said, to understand, there's troubles in this world I'm going to take care of. them. Yeah. But it's worse day than it was before. But God said, I'm, I'm greater than I was before. He said, I'm, I'm still the same God. Yeah. Don't look at that. you got to covet it. And if you say, listen to me, everybody in your bloodline, you just got to step on your covenant. God, I thank you. God all I need is one person yeah. to change the whole thing of it. It's one person. And you're that person. You are their Moses. You are their Abraham, and you are their Solomon. And God needs you to step up to your place of covenant so he can do what he can do through covenant. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Increase International Ministries broadcast today. We pray that the word of God has richly blessed and transformed your life. To know more about us, you may visit our website at increaseinternationalministries.com. Or connect with us on Facebook at Increase Capital INT Apostrophe L Ministries. Or contact us by phone at 804-658-4896. Remember, wherever you go, make increase and favor flow.